Welcome to On the Bench. This is Brendan Snow, and I got Josh Newberg with me. As you're going to find out in today's podcast, we're both hungry and tired and cranky. I'm cranky. You're not cranky, Josh. You're just steady Eddie always. We Always. Uh, always. We have uh, one of the, I thought, most thoughtful uh, and well-rounded guys that we've spoken with so far from FSU staff in our Meet the Coach series. Uh, and that's Chris Marv, the linebackers coach and defensive run game coordinator. Uh, Josh, what are your thoughts on on Coach Marv and what we can expect from him in the interview coming up? Hearing the way that he got to the point that he is now made a lot of sense to me. Like hearing the process he went through, hearing the uh, uh, just kind of the the jobs that led him to where he's at. Let's just say I don't want to give it all away, but it it connected a lot of dots for me and and it makes a lot of sense on why Chris Marv is the way that he is very open, very honest, very outgoing and connects with these guys. And I think you're going to, you're going to get a feel for that in this interview. Uh, This is also the, uh, the second time I mentioned my high school football career in the podcast and Josh snickered at it. Probably won't be the last (laughs) stick around after the commercial break. We'll have Chris Marv coming up. This episode is brought to you by progressive insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates – Price and coverage match limited by state law. Introducing the two-way V4, where groundbreaking fuel cell technology meets fresh foam cushioning for the ultimate performance. With fuel cell, each step feels explosive, delivering unparalleled energy return. Paired with fresh foam, experience maximum comfort throughout the game. Its lightweight textile upper offers support and breathability without sacrificing agility. Whether you're hitting the clutch shot or locking down the opposition, the two-way V4 gives you the tools to play at a high level. Learn more and purchase the two-way for yourself at newbalance.com. All right, welcome back to All the Bench. As promised, we have linebackers coach, defensive run game coordinator, Chris Marv. Chris, welcome to On the Bench. How's it going? Josh and Brennan, man. Thank you guys for having me tonight. I'm doing well. How about you two? We're, we're hanging we're excited. in well, Yeah, I'm excited. I'm excited. I can't speak for Josh, but I'm <laughs> I'm excited and ready to do this. I love the energy that you you brought in different uh you know, we've seen you talk before and uh, at the signing day parties. So I I'm expecting good things here, man. Uh Let's let's start off with the at the sign day party. You spoke about the first time uh, you got a call from Coach Norvell about the FSU job, about the offer. Yes, I got a conversation with your wife. I guess how did that how did that all go down? How quickly from getting that phone call did you make up your mind? Well, you know, you know, Coach, Coach Norvell and I have known each other for uh, a few years now. And uh, when he when he talked when he gave me a ring, you know, he offered me the, the opportunity. You know, I called my wife immediately. You know, she's the chief of our household, and then nothing gets done without going through her. Sorry, and so man. we we talked about it. We talked about the uh, the man that Coach Norvell is, and obviously the tradition and the the, the, the platform that this university is, and uh, the uniqueness that 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 lies that lies therein. And so it didn't take long for us to make a determination to say that we wanted to be here. Um, and it's been phenomenal ever since we've arrived. How uh, you said you've known Coach Norville for a few years? I guess how, how did you guys first meet, and uh, how did that relationship get developed to the point where you know, he was looking for a linebackers coach? He he called you. 
Well, you know, I'm, I'm originally from Memphis, Tennessee. At least uh, that's where I played high school football. I moved around a good bit when I was younger. But uh, he obviously he coached at the University of Memphis. So we crossed paths a, a few times, and, you know, we kept in touch with one another. One another. Um, but, I, but I've always just admired how he operated, how he ran a program, and obviously the tremendous amount of success that they had at the University of Memphis, um, something that, I, quite frankly, that I didn't see when I was uh, a child or in high school or, mm-hmm. or even when I went to college. I mean, it was unprecedented. And so, you know, obviously in this profession, you, uh, you watch from a distance uh, people who are successful regardless of where they are. And, you know, obviously that being home for my wife and I, that had a, had a special affinity and, and, and drew us to him. You mentioned this profession of, of coaching, and it's been so interesting to me to see like how how different guys from different backgrounds have, have come together on the staff. Like some of them, Coach Norvell has worked with for years, and others, you know, he just met for the first time. You know, uh, upon like like he met Coach Atkins and shook his hand for the first time. Upon Coach Atkins like accepting the job here, so that's been so interesting. I'm curious for you, Chris, like how the staff is kind of. Uh, from the different backgrounds, how you guys have come together and, and what stuck out to you about the group that Coach Norvell has has assembled? You know, what I love about this game is that it brings people from all walks of life, from all over the country together, simply because they love the game of football. And, uh, you know, when it comes to the profession, it's simply because we love building young people and we love teaching the game. And, I mean, because it's, it's provided so much for me as a person so much for me and my development and who I am now as a father and husband, you know, um, loving this game and being around other people who feel the same way that I do. It's been, it's been really good, man. All positive. You know, I've learned a tremendous amount from a, a ton of people on this staff already. Um, a lot of things, too many to name to be quite honest. And man, so it's been really good. You know, we've gelled in a lot of different ways. Uh, spring ball hadn't even started yet. And so I'm excited about where we're headed and I'm, I'm just really thankful quite honestly, to be around the type of men that I've been around. Can you walk us through how you got into coaching? I know you had a really great playing career at Vanderbilt, and my understanding is that, that you took kind of a hiatus from football and, and did teaching. Uh, how did I guess how did that work from the time you started doing teaching till you said, uh, light bulb, I, I want to get into coaching? You know, it, it was really, really circuitous route to get into coaching, quite honestly. You know, when I was – in high school and thinking about, hey, hopefully I get an opportunity to go to college and got to college and had an opportunity to have a scholarship and play football. And, you know, you're going to class and you're meeting people. But, man, I love football. And that was my focus. I really had – I went to school to, you know, to, to make the grades that I made. And I, and, I, and I did well in school, but I did school so I could play football. And uh, in college, you know, it opened up my mind to a lot of different things as to my perspective on life, um, what I was passionate about away from the football field, um, and things that I would want to pursue if football didn't work out as a player. And so, you know, I really didn't know what that was. You know, I, I, made, I double majored, and then I, I got a master. So I had an idea of things that I was very, very interested in. But, man, I, I was a teacher for um, for two years – a part of a program that's called Teach for America. And we, I taught, I had the opportunity to teach in Nashville, Tennessee at a charter school when I was a middle school math teacher. And, man, when I was there, I fell in love with teaching. Absolutely fell in love with teaching. Uh, just uh, building a progression of uh, what needs to be taught, building a lesson plan, and watching young people have an aha moment. 
And then as I was teaching and as I fell in love with it, you know, day in, day out, it's a grind now. Um, I really began to see that and really began to reflect on all the teachers that had an impact on me. And so my second year doing that, you know, I'm still thinking, hey, what are we going to do next if we're going to do anything different? But I started to coach basketball. And I started to see very, very quickly the impact that I could have teaching the game of basketball versus teaching math in the classroom. Both were teaching, both were impacting young people and helping them reach their goals. But I just saw how the kids responded to me so much differently when Coach Marv was talking to them versus when Mr. Marv was talking to them. And quite frankly, the parents received me differently as well. And so I said, you know what? Um, I want to get into this coaching thing. Now, listen. I never played basketball a day in my life. In fact, I went out for basketball in middle school and got cut. So that wasn't my sport. But I, kn- I knew football was what I wanted to do. And, you know, opportunities presented themselves. And uh, the good Lord is why we're here where we are today. Mm. Coach, what's more challenging for you, teaching middle school math or coaching at the Power 5 level? Well, you know, it's, it, that's an interesting question. Because sometimes my my college players act like seventh grade math students. Uh, oh yeah, <laughs> I believe it. <laughs> I believe it. Uh, it. Did your teaching background um, draw you to college football? Why didn't you pursue NFL coaching? Well, I just love the idea of, of what college sports can do. Right, I think. And in this space and at this time, when people go off to the university, whether it's a traditional student or it's a college athlete, you're really going and you're growing. And it's a, it's a period of development and growth. And it really shapes, in a lot of ways, who you're going to be for the rest of your life. Not, I mean, not, not entirely, but in a lot of major ways. And it instills a lot of values in you. You meet a lot of people who are going to be your friends for the rest of your life. Um, we're going to be a part of your wedding. We're going to be a part of your children's family, uh, your children's lives, rather. And so this is a space that I think is extremely unique. I mean, this is an area where kids can learn how to you know, deal with success, but also deal with failure, how to deal with really hard work and uh, how to build a team, how to build camaraderie, how to uh, be a good team player, how to be a leader, you know, learn about themselves, both on the football field and away from it, and have an opportunity to mentor because I had so many who paid it forward for me, I want to do the same thing for the generation behind me. That's great. I want to switch it up real quick. Um, what's your primary recruiting territories at Florida State? So, so I'm in the Orlando and the Space Coast area. I'll be in Atlanta a little bit, and also North Mississippi. Okay, so you're 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 kind of spread out a little bit. Um, when you went to the <laughs> <laughs> the Orlando meet and greet. What was the reception from the local coaches in that area? Man, they were appreciative. And I think whether it's high school, college, NFL, whatever level, I think when coaches get together and it's genuine and authentic and uh, you're not really looking at logos on shirts, man, you're, you're just talking ball and it's men amongst men. And when you're in it for the right reasons, um, then the, that those conversations and that time together is always good. And so it was really, really positive in Orlando. I'm excited to get back down. All right, good. Um, just generally speaking, when you're evaluating linebackers at Florida State, what are some of the things that you look for? So I, I look for people who love the game of football, uh, young men who are extremely 
filing at the point of contact, who can run, cover the field sideline to sideline. You know, you like length if you can get it. You love speed, change of direction, acceleration, um, and again, physicality. I like I like young men who pop out on tape. I mean, if you look at the three that we signed in this class, they all pop out on tape. They're all very violent, and they all can run really, really well. But when you take them away from the football field, they're, phenom- they're phenomenal people. Yet their work ethic speaks volumes about them. It actually precedes them in a lot of ways. And they're the, a consummate team player, and they're phenomenal leaders. And so, you know, you, the tangibles matter, obviously, to a certain degree. But then that those intangibles kick in. And so you get to find those things, you know, uh, mm-hmm. that, that desire and love for the game of football, you know, their ability to lead and communicate their ability to learn the game and desire to want to be the best, um, how competitive they are. You learn that over the course of time and talking to their high school coaches and watching them compete. And so the tangibles are important, but the intangibles are, are just as much so. Coach, you mentioned Orlando, and, and you guys got a, a good one, a good linebacker out of Orlando, Stephen Dix Jr. from Dr. Phillips. Uh, what have you seen so far? I know you spoke highly of him previously I guess what have you seen so far from him that in fact he is at on campus now and he is competing in the tour of duty as what I'll say about Stephen Dix is that you know you wouldn't know that he was ranked as highly as he was and he had as, as many stars as he did as many offers as he did you wouldn't know that about him if you just walked in by the way that he works man he works like he's a young person who this was his only opportunity that he, this is his, his way that he's going to make it in life. I mean, this, this is his, I mean, he is he's a worker, man. And I mean, if you walk in and you watch him, you only have to watch him for 10 minutes and it's very apparent who he is. It's not, you're not going to talk a whole lot, but he's going to do what you asked him to do. And he's going to do it at a high level. And he's whatever standard that you set for him, he's going to try to exceed it. And he's going to do that on his own without you telling him anything. And so that's that's probably what's been the most impressive about him. I think that's a that's a really really mature quality to have in a young person. Um, and he's only eighteen. And he he's he's uh, conveying it consistently all the time. So he's been really impressive from that standpoint. I uh, I was a linebacker at Dr. Phillips High School back in two thousand seven. Coach, I had a half a sack in my career. Half a sack. <laughs> Nice. nice. <laughs> uh, Which means he just jumped out of pocket. Stephen Dick couldn't hold a candle to you, brother. Uh, I'd like to tease the people who some of the like the athletic directors still there and say he's only the second best linebacker to play at Dr. Phillips High School. With the with the tour of duty, coach, uh, I know you guys. You know, you want to evaluate guys. I'm sure, like when you get the pads on, that's when it you know it really becomes clear like who you've got. But what have you seen from your position group? Uh, so far, these last you know few weeks, uh, who's standing out as like a leader, or who's really grinding? In addition to to Stephen, you know I, what I would say is that as a group, as a collective, we're improving. We're we're improving uh, and taking really good strides. I mean, you know, with the tour of duty, we're establishing a mindset, um, attention to detail, a work ethic and ability to respond to adversity. And so what I've seen is our guys grow in all those areas, you know, from from the older guys like Leonard Warner, Jimmy Rice, all the way down to the young guys like Stephen Dix. And so that's been been really uh, impressive, and I'm thankful to see that growth. Now we still have a long way to go, and it's still early. And so we'll still continue to grow in those areas and continue to work to improve.
Coach, you're the fifth or sixth interview we've done on this podcast series with all the assistant coaches, and it's been really fun getting to know you guys. Um, the one thing the fans would want to know is, what's your nickname? Do you have one? My, so my nickname is Marv. Everybody just calls me by my last name, and not, nobody says my first name. Literally, the only two people who say my first name are my wife and my mom. And usually my mom saying that I'm in trouble. Right. So I hadn't gotten that in a while. <laughs> All right, yeah. so just Marv. So if we come up with a nickname for you, we'll let you know if, if something sticks. Hey, if it sticks, I'm I'm all about it. <laughs> um, what have you learned so far? I know you've only been on the ground in Tallahassee uh, just probably under two months, but what's something maybe you learned about Florida State that you didn't know heading into it? Something that I've learned about Florida State. Something what surprised I've learned is that you when you arrived? Well, nothing, nothing has surprised me so much. But what, I, what I've, I've, I've appreciated probably more than anything is the phenomenal fan support that the program has. I mean, wherever you go, I mean, you see people in Florida State gear. At the signing day ceremony, there were so many people there just supporting the program, encouraging us. And so happy for the young men to have their opportunities to come in and come represent Florida State. And so the, the tremendous amount of fan support and just love for the institution has really been phenomenal, really been impressive. And so that, that, ha- that doesn't surprise me at all, but it's, it's one thing to know. And then it's another thing to actually experience it for yourself, right? And so having experienced it now, it's, it's been really impressive. What's been the reaction from the fans that you've met? towards you guys as a new staff? Very, very positive. You know, I'm a big, I'm, I'm a big eater. I like to go out to restaurants, my wife and okay. I. And so every, every time I talk to somebody in the fan base, I always, I always ask about uh, their favorite restaurant locally and not a chain, but somewhere that's unique to where we live. And, you know, I've gotten a bunch of good uh, recommendations and we've taken them up on as many as we could when we have the time to go, uh, go out to eat and do stuff like that. Okay, good. We just got off the phone earlier with uh, Coach Atkins, and he said he's been eating a whole lot, but it's been it's been more to go. So, what has kind of stood out? Where where are some spots that have stood out to you that you might go back to? Man, I love. Uh, let's see, I, I love. Uh, I think it's steak. It's not steakhouse. It's a uh, it's a barbecue place over by I think a, a Whole Foods. I forget the name of it. Oh, but Four I love, Rivers um, Steakhouse. Love, yeah, buddy. Four Rivers Steakhouse. That's right. That All is right. a real deal. Real <laughs> deal. Four Rivers. I love, uh, I've been to Blue Halo once. That's yep. been pretty good. Mm-hmm. I've, I've been to, uh, let's see, I've been to uh, Cooch's, uh mm-hmm. Cajun Cuisine. Mm-hmm. I've been, um, I can keep going here. Now, what are, what are you guys' favorite places? Um, well, I haven't lived in Tallahassee in about 15 years, but I, I come into town quite often. And one of the places I always go to is, uh, shells it's called shells and it's a oyster bar off of Monroe and Oakland and it's cash only. They serve beer in, in cans. And every now, when I used to go there every now and again, Jeb Bush, the governor at the time would be eating in there with, with some people. So you get quite the crowd. Um, but they pull the oysters right out of Apalachicola Bay, which is about 45 minutes away, and they bring in big oh, wow. bushels, and right there in front of you, they, they throw them down, and they start cracking them open and serving them. So um, I would recommend you get out to Shell's if you like, if you like seafood. Yes, sir. 
<laughs> I'm, I'm more of a fancy seafood guy. You go up 45 minutes north to Thomasville in South Georgia, and there's a place called Jonah's, and their shrimp's the best I'm, shrimp I've ever I'm had. I've already been. I've already right. been, brother. All right. How long have you been? That's the real deal. I'll, right. I'll make that 45-minute drive anytime. Oh, me too. It's worth it. It's worth it. I was down in like Carpenter yes, Springs with my wife, which is like by Tampa area, and we saw the Jonah's truck driving from there once. So they get their stuff from <laughs> from Tarpon Springs and drive it up the day of. It's fresh, man. Uh, oh wow! Okay. All right. Back, sorry, we got we got. Yeah, yeah. I'm hungry. On this. It's what we do on this podcast. It's fine. Uh, so 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 every, everybody's hungry now. Yeah, we're all <laughs> yes, hungry. Yes, we're all hungry. Uh, I. Uh, <laughs> I had one last football related question for you and, and it kind of applies to teaching as well. So uh, if we could put the hunger aside for a second uh, with like, when you're coming into a new program, a new scheme that you're learning, like it's coach Fuller's scheme. Uh, how do you go about learning it quickly enough to then be able to like master it and be able to teach it to players? Like how do you, how have you gone about studying it and, and breaking it down again. And how does that process, like how long can that take to where you're comfortable being like, okay, I'm a master of this now. You know, the unique thing about football is that um, you can put things in categories. And so what I, what I like to do at least, and what works for me is I like to compartmentalize. And so there are things that are similar to things that we've done that I've done in the past and other places that I've been, there are things that are new, Um, things that are new, or different terms that we may use, or different uh, a different perspective Coach Fuller may have on something. I'm I'm going to ask questions, and I'm going to find ways and find the tape that we've applied it, and how he's applied it in the past, and to make sure that I'm an expert on it. If I want to be a teacher and be able to teach our players, um, Coach Fuller's a phenomenal coach, and he has a phenomenal plan for us on defense. And so, man, it's been a lot of uh, engagement and great conversation that we've had. And so, but just studying and, and being, being everything that you ask your players to be a student of the game, detailed, um, working hard to learn it and being, being able to apply it and being, being able to speak the language. And so, you know, if you're going to ask them to do it, you need to do it yourself. No, that makes perfect sense. All right, coach. Uh, I, I'm now sufficiently hungry. <laughs> need to go get, get dinner. I, th- I think we all are now, but that's a good thing. Uh, thank you so much for, for joining us on the bench. This was fun, informative. And, uh, hey, thank and, you guys. Yeah, we appreciate it, man. You have a good one. All right. I was going to say, Chris, I'm going to say Marv though. We're calling you Marv from here on out. We got I, it. <laughs> yes, sir. All right. You have a good night. You too, Bye-bye. man. See ya. That was our buddy Marv. Is- as he likes to be called. No, um, me and Brendan had talked before this interview and we expected this one to be one of the highlights and it, it didn't disappoint. Uh, coach Marv has always come off as very upbeat, very energetic, very positive in, in any of our interactions with him so far. And uh, it was great to kind of share that with you guys. We knew this was going to be a fun interview. What did you think, Brendan? My blood sugar is really low. It's really late and I'm really hungry. And we just talked about the best food in town. But he was great, but he was great. Uh, I love the background of teaching. Uh, it's mm-hmm. something that you can tell he's clearly passionate about. And he is right. Like this is coaching and teaching are so closely intertwined. Like they're essentially, you know, the same thing. There's so many skill sets that, and that Venn diagram kind of cross over each other. So it's really neat that he wasn't in coaching for a couple of years after football. So often guys just jump right into football one way or the other. He didn't. Uh, that's interesting life perspective to me that he has, and you could tell he he's, he seems like a really well balanced uh, human being. 
yeah, it was it was fun. I enjoyed it. All right, so we have one more, right? We have one more of meeting new co- coaches. That's with uh, Chris Thompson, tight ends coach, and I know he's a he's a straight shooter. I'm I'm really looking forward to that podcast. I think it could be possibly our most interesting one of the series. Let's go. All right, guys. Well, thank you for listening. Thank you for bearing with us for being hungry. Me especially. I don't do well when I get hungry, Josh. (laughs) First Josh Newberg. I'm Brendan Sinone. This is On the Bench. One more to go, guys. One more to go. (laughs) 